0: everybody I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is webinars with Wendy. On Fridays we always do a Surefoot webinar and so today we're going to talk about Surefoot with my dear friend Sue Smith. Sue is a three, oh you're not a three-hoof, you're a two-hoof Surefoot practitioner, right? are you? I don't remember. (laughs) Anyway, she's one of our practitioners, and we love Sue because we can go and do workshops at her place, and she has fabulous horses, and she's always got something really interesting to talk about with her horses. So um, at the end, we'll do the drawing for week four for the Surefoot contest, and then Uh, on Sunday, we'll have week five. So if you haven't entered the contest, you need to enter all five weeks in order to be eligible for the grand prize drawing on week six. So next week is week five. If you have not entered week one, two, and three, four, please go back. You just don't get in on the weekly drawing, but you get in on the grand prize drawing. And we'll have more information about that on Facebook. So stay tuned. All right, so so for people who don't... Yeah, it's like I'm talking on coffee, but I'm I'm not... uh, (laughs) Well, why don't you give people your background, kind of how you got into Surefoot, and then um, so we can talk about some of the horses that you've been working with. Well,
1: Uh, I met this crazy lady named Wendy, and one day she handed me some pads and said, you gotta mess with these things. And I said, really? But um, yeah, so uh, my background is mostly in dressage. I uh, am very fond of off-track thoroughbreds and involved in aftercare. and then I was introduced uh, to Surefoot through Wendy. Uh, she had encouraged me to get a set of pads back when they were a very different model. They didn't have any of the appeal they have now, but um, the first time I tried to use them with uh, one of my guys, he enjoyed them so much that we had to take them off and put them back in a stall where he promptly laid down. And I said, well, I think they work. So after that- uh oh, um, that was Rio, um, my older dressage horse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 so I was like, well, uh, horses definitely feel something from them. So, um, yeah, so then we've been able to play with them on and off, and it's been really great to help, particularly horses coming off the track. Um, we've had a lot of benefits from using Surefoot, and I also have some unique um, projects at home that also benefit from from both the proprioception and the balance and have just really improved their overall quality of life. So we've been very grateful. If
0: if people don't remember, we did a webinar with Sue, that was, was that last week? Mm -hmm. Anyway, we did a webinar with Sue talking about uh, rehoming off the track thoroughbreds and it was a fabulous webinar. And so um, that's why I wanted to bring Sue back because she's been sending me some videos of horses that she's working with, and it was so fascinating. Um, so she was kind enough to say she'd come back, which is great. And uh, so let's dive in, Sue. What are some of the horses we're gonna look at today?
1: Sure. Um, so uh, we were gonna talk about Sparky today. Uh, Sparky is, has been off the track for about, about 10 years, um, but uh, he's had some issues uh, since he came off the track, and probably was a reason why he was retired and uh, we've never quite been able to resolve them um, mostly it's a kind of a head shaking motion that he has and uh, a tendency to to drag his hind feet so it's been interesting. Um, we can show a little bit of, of past history of his movement and um, and then the surefoot we I really hadn't used it. With him until we had the workshop last fall um and then recently used him as a case study and he kind of had a a great uh, response to them so we're hoping that this is a good direction to go in
0: um so just so you know the cleaning people are here my once a month treat to myself and they're vacuuming so what i'm going to do is i'm going to mute myself so you don't hear the noise upstairs and let's keep going here for a minute all right
1: Um, could I share my screen to show some video?
0: Go for it. All
1: right. Okay. Um, so because this is one of my personal horses, I have accumulated some footage of, of Sparks over the years. Um, so this is one I just had back in 2018. And I wanted to show it mostly because you'll see that he's not, a, you know, he doesn't have a bridle or, or any type of halter on, um, but he still exhibits this really unusual head snapping motion that he does. And then again, here you'll see him last month before we started using the Surefoot, um, before we did the Surefoot session you're about to see. And he's he's still doing it in here. So. Um, overall, the balance, I'm I, a little concerned about, you know, I, I don't like to lunge when they're, you know, leaning and and kind of <laughs> out of control, but, um, you know, he's expressive, uh, to say the least. So, you kind of see the same type of action, and this is what has kind of put him on the back burner, is that I felt there was some sort of discomfort that was causing the head shaking, and, and so... He's been sitting around, but uh, COVID has given us time to kind of make everybody go back to work. So this just gives you a little bit of his of his background here. Um, but he's otherwise a very cute fellow, so we can't complain. But um, when we did the the session the other last, it was last week, I believe.
0: Yeah. So so Sue, so that kind of head swinging. He, um... You've had a vet look at him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's not the typical head-shaking syndrome that we see with a lot of horses. No, we, we
1: didn't feel it was that way. Um, he's had, now he ha- is a horse that has a history of limes. Um, so we were concerned that there was some effect there. We were concerned that it was um, a reaction to any uh, saddle fit or a sternum concern because he would do it with uh, a surf single on, he'd do it with a saddle on. Um, but even when you take all those items off, he still does it. So uh, <laughs> the vets have been very thorough, but haven't been able to pinpoint anything. And basically, we um
0: replay that video one more time because it kind of broke up a little bit. And I think, oh. you know, given that little bit more information, sometimes when you play it a second time, it'll play a little bit better.
1: All right. So this is him loose. And this was over two years ago.
0: And it's, it's almost an Araby kind of a uh, movement. It, you know, a lot of Arabs will toss their head. Yeah. Well,
1: and that's what, you know, we went over with we a fine tooth comb, and the best the vets could say is, well, maybe that's just his personality, which he does have a lot of personality. Um, yeah. It, it didn't sit right with me. And so um, in January, we started to do a little more body work with him and have the same motion when you're kind of, working on anything near his pull. He'll do the same head shaking, um, even if you're not even touching him, just if you're kind of giving the inclination that you are are thinking about uh, his pull. And his other benefit or his other claim to fame is that he is a very pronounced cribber.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: Probably isn't a surprise to anyone either because he's kind of a little extra.
0: Does he always twist his head the same direction?
1: Pretty much. Um, and when he he also twists his jaw, so if we're doing uh, body work uh, near his pole or his TMJ, he was moving that jaw, the lower jaw to the left and okay. was uncomfortable moving it to the right. So it was also kind of interesting.
0: sure that you've had his teeth checked and you know, I mean, I know you you take very good care of your horses. So you would have investigated just about any possibility. And that's the, okay. the thing that, you know, people need to realize is, um, it's, it's not like you haven't looked at his teeth or had body work done or had the vets look at him. You've done all of that.
1: Yeah. We've, we've tried everything that we can think of and we work with a lot of really top people or our vets are uh, phenomenal. I can't be more appreciative of them. And we've, um, He's been looked at by osteopaths, by, uh, you know, chiropractor, dentist, you know, the whole gamut. And, right. uh, he's still a, a super horse. So it's a shame that we haven't figured out what that missing link is for him.
0: And you've had him for how long now? How old is
1: he? Uh, uh, he's 16. So I, I've had him about <laughs> 10 years now.
0: Okay. But, so yeah. this is not a short-term project. This is a uh, long-term yeah. project
1: he's available if anybody's interested okay
0: you know i just think it helps when we have a little more you know like and you've had let's see you've had him for about 10 years he's 16 years old this is a pattern that he's had as long as you've known him there i got all my names chopped up for later um and 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 it's not just when he's under constraint it's it's all the time nope
1: yeah exactly um, so, you know, we kept trying to take items away to, to figure out what, what the issue was and never could could determine anything. Um, so th- this was a footage that we had shown just a short clip of last week um, and then wanted to show a little bit more detail of this week. So we had-
0: um, I have one hold- question that I just checked in and should I ask you before we got to that? Somebody's wondering if you have ruled out ECVM or PSSM2.
1: You know, I haven't actually. We, it's worth considering that as well. No, I, yeah. I appreciate that.
0: The E C B M that would be, uh, according to Sharon McGivitt, just taking an x-ray to the base of the neck. The PSM2, I'm still trying to find somebody that would talk to me about that more because I don't understand it. But Maybe somebody out there knows someone who can... I've tried a couple of people and haven't had success. Um, but anyway, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, you've tried just about everything. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a okay. guy. Um, so, this is what we showed, started to show last week. Uh, this is a pretty typical day in the life of,
0: of Sparky. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It should just go. It should go. Right. Here it goes.
1: So it's hard to uh, eliminate Sparky's personality from the situation, but. So this is Sparky. Uh, Sparky is a very young feeling, 16 year old off track thoroughbred. Uh, he's experimented in a few careers, including low level. Sorry about that. That's okay. So you can just kind of see, um, this was pretty surefoot. So we were just gonna have him go out, kind of see how he's feeling. Um, and, and just kind of compare uh, style and movement. Uh, we also do have, uh, he was cross cantering there at the end. That's another one of our concerns of maybe some sort of SI um, challenge there. But we'll see uh, as this goes through on our video that we took this week, uh, his gate was clean at the canter. So he had um, been able to, to keep his leads properly. Um, so we uh, can scroll. This his some first
0: time on Surefoot, Sue.
1: You know, we used him in the workshop, but that was probably
0: oh, and right. maybe
1: one time before that. But yeah, so he hasn't seen the pads in a while, and uh, oh, shoot.
0: and you My just noticed it. Sue starting out with a hard pad. I'm just just want to add that
1: in. There. Uh, yes, yes, because he's inexperienced. I wanted to start with something very stable. Um, <clears throat> and also because he is a little bit more on the excitable end, I want to make sure right. that introduce it in a safe way. Uh, I'm not able to scrub with the full screen here.
0: Oh, that's oh, true. I apologize. Okay, so yeah, we're just like going gonna... to... It's not behaving well. Yeah, so we're going
1: to just um, speed this up a hair. So... Uh, we did a session here. Uh, actually, let me go back just a little bit. So this is what Sparky was kind of telling me is that he wanted the pad on the right hind, and he had done this a couple times where he had taken the, the stepped off the pad. I'll show it again, and uh, and kicked it to the hind leg. We'll do it here in a second. Okay. Nothing else, you have to say he's cute.
0: He's very cute. Nice perky face, he does not look 16. Very curious about his environment. So he's he's very out there in the world, right? He's not an introverted horse in any way.
1: No. But he's also one of those that can keep his mind on a lot of things and still be with you. So he kicks the pad to the hind leg and he did this I would say probably three times during our session. So after this, um, at this point I decided to lunge him again. So he's probably been on the pads maybe five minutes or so.
0: So you got a head shake and and then he went to scratch himself. Mm -hmm. So that's actually really quite interesting because, you know, when Sharon Wilsey talks about this stuff, that's significant, right? Those kinds of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so this, um, again, we just took him out to see how he felt. He's still a bit on the quick side.
0: And you'll I'm see the head. That, yep, the head, but, but overall, his feet are on the ground more now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it took a little of the edge off. Uh, so then we went back and, you know, here he goes again. He's like, lady, I told you, I want it on the hind legs. Could you just do your job?
0: You so know, and so many people, when they see the horse paw the pad like that, they, they think the horse is rejecting the pad. But as in many cases, they're just trying to position it toward the foot they want.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's neat when they participate like that. I, I really enjoy that part.
0: And so it looks like he's just resting his toe.
1: He is. Um, In a moment here, I'm not sure if I have to.
0: Oh, it's working.
1: (laughs) Yay! Okay. Okay. So we're just gonna scrub a little bit here.
0: Yeah. And it's it's interesting to see how with him resting the toe, he had to move that left front forward to kind of counter that. That was interesting. Did he just do a little head twitchy there. Can you play that yeah. back again? A little broken With a up. lick and chew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he, he looks behind him as a little neck movement and then a lick and chew. Wow. And then he's going to, to move off here in a minute, but keep the foot on the
0: pad. Wow. He actually put his full weight down when he moved over.
1: Yeah. And this is also when he starts to think about um more about his pull well and let's see here or food <laughs> yeah a little of that but he you know he likes to to put his head uh rest his chin on my shoulder to kind of yeah. take that pressure off of his pole
0: and he's squared up yes And Mm so that your video is seven minutes long. So it looks like he probably stood on pads quietly for about, you know, a couple of minutes at a time. What, what I want people to notice is that even though the video is a little bit choppy, he's quiet. He's in other words, he's not swaying. He's not, uh, you don't see a, a lot of muscle activity. You see him investigating Sue, but it's interesting that he got really, really square.
1: Yeah. And then he starts his jaw movement here.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice shake there. Yep, little rub. Oh, a lot of head shake, like neck shaking, like shaking it off, kind of shaking. Exactly. And And then then here
1: we go again.
0: So yeah, I um i want to show sharon wilsey this video i have she's on monday so um oh i gotta get that done today <laughs> more to do today uh i got it up on i gotta get it up on the website
1: nice um, so that's just
0: this that before so looking behind him at the mirrors would it's not like he's thinking there's another horse there he's really familiar with that arena right Wow.
1: Back on the lunge, and I think that's a notable improvement. Yeah.
0: Let me, let me. Oh, yeah. Can you just play that last little bit again? But it's really interesting to see how much of the kind of uh, head tilting and jawing and shaking and li- his top line is completely different there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, obviously, he has nothing attached to him, so there's no reason for him to, to have it's adopted that. Right. Uh, um, but yeah, so he he had a, a tremendous response. I feel to the to the session.
0: And how long ago was that? I was that fairly- was fairly uh,
1: recent. It might be two weeks now because I think I did it for our session last week for our, our webinar last week. Right. So maybe two weeks.
0: Okay. And
1: then yeah, so I, I pulled him out uh, this week
0: and. Um, let me change screen screens here. Okay.
1: All right. Are you able to see our new screen?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. I don't know if this will be easier to watch or not. Um, but here he is. I mean, he's still sparky. So um, he still comes out ready to go every day. But uh, if you give him a second here. And of course you're going to get. The, playing
0: yet, but.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to have the unedited version just to, I'm not going to paint, you know, rainbows and, and butterflies, oh. but this is what he comes out with It now. Uh,
0: so it's not playing for us. Oh, no. I don't Let's know why it. not. Mm. Okay, let me try one more
1: time. But you could see it though?
0: No, it just was a still shot.
1: Oh, just a still shot.
0: Yeah, just uh of your of your um video viewer.
1: Okay, how about now? Not yet. No.
0: Can you make one full screen or maybe you have?
1: It is full screen.
0: Um, Oh yeah, what we have is your uh Little BR up in the left hand corner, and then it looks like you know, just still shots. Uh,
1: I do have an, I was trying to, I have um, having some internet problems at home, so I've had to relocate uh to my family members with the best internet connection. Um, oh, got so it. I oh, got it, haven't um, been able to do all of it online, but there is, I do have an after video of him that has been uploaded. One second here. That's uh, one of the challenges of living in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Internet is um, just...
0: It does limit I, who I can have for guests sometimes because they just don't have internet connection. That's Oh, there, that's playing.
1: Okay, so this is actually after our second session. I, I would have liked to show you the other one because I think he came out quite a bit nicer, um, almost comparable to where he ended the last session. So I thought that was a, a huge improvement. Now you will see here, first of all, he's walking, which is a plus. Yeah,
0: um, that's fascinating. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but overall, I, I think it's really improved his balance quite a bit. And the head shaking is really minimal. Uh, mostly it happens when we ask for the canter transition. So I thought that and was this a-
0: Is after how many sessions?
1: This would be- um, so he probably had three sessions last fall and then the one session two weeks ago, and this one is just from Wednesday.
0: Wow. I, what's fascinating is that the top line looks very similar to where he left off in the, in the previous video that you showed us.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that was one of those things where with the head shaking, I didn't want to address it on a training issue because I don't think it was a training issue. I think it was some sort of discomfort. Now here he shows it at the canter, which is just.
0: But even even that is less, much less than what we saw before. There are moments in here where it looks like he's searching as opposed to just reacting.
1: Yeah, like he's kind of going there and then going to the new place a bit. So I'm I'm really quite pleased with how he's progressed.
0: Yeah. And how long was this session? I love the fact um, I keep getting up on your YouTube channel. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. You can see what I've been very useful lately. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I would say overall the session was probably half hour. You know, I, um, I had. I lunged him at the beginning and then did surefoot for probably 15 minutes, lunged him again. And I was pretty pleased. So I, I kind of quit on that note.
0: Um, Yeah. I can see why you would.
1: Yeah. So we're going to keep going with it and see um, if we can keep up that, that pattern.
0: Well, and it's just, it's so interesting to see how you know, so many people would consider that kind of behavior, oh, he's just fresh. Oh, he's just, you know, you just need to work him down a little bit. He's just, you know, playing up. But um, if that was the case, there's no working down when, what, with what you did. And that's kind of what I'm trying to point out is that, you know, you basically stood him on the pad and then went back to lunging. You didn't lunge him for 15 minutes to work him down and then put him on the pad. No.
1: No, um, I basically just want to make sure, I, I just want to see the progress. So I start to get a baseline and who knows, I mean, he could have, you know, any horse could come out three legged and then put a bunch of foot and, and if, if the response is, is not what you're looking for, you, you know, you'd blame whatever you're doing instead of actually getting an evaluation of what's going on.
0: So. Yeah. Um, recently somebody asked on Facebook if, uh, their horse started coming down with an abscess shortly after she started using the half physio pad and she was concerned that Surefoot had caused the abscess and no Surefoot is not going to cause an abscess. It might, uh, it, it certainly, if there is something there, like I've seen with the lameness, it made it more obvious. Um, it can it can kind of help you see things that are already there, but it's not going to cause something like an abscess. But the good news is it led me to contact Ida Hammer, and we're going to have a webinar talking about abscesses. So, you no, know, there's always something to be gained from all of those comments. It's great. Yeah, it's,
1: it's been a year for abscesses. Or at least yeah, season. well,
0: and that's the thing is tis the season. We're coming into that into the season of spring, and um, not going to I'm hoping my horse will be fine. We suffered a couple couple springs with abscesses with all Alrighty. So um you've got another horse that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, but I don't know what to say about him other than why don't you unshare your screen so we're not looking at your YouTube channel there. Oh well I was gonna say I can pull oh. up a little video of them. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah.
1: So I don't have a full video of, of what I talked to you about, but um uh, basically, this is another off-track thoroughbred. He's 20, and also of the, the young variety for 20. Um, he's, uh, he's got a bit of a, a little extra personality uh, that we're supposed to be fond of. Um, so this session, I'm gonna leave the sound on for the, the second part. But okay. basically, um, you know, we had a, a standard Surefoot kind of day. Uh, I think I did the same thing. I, I lunged him and then we worked on the pads and he adores the pads. So here he was, you know, he's starting to release, he's starting to have quite a few yawns and you know his, his top line is like dragging. Um, this is a horse that that carries quite a bit of tension. So for those of those people that have had the pleasure of of meeting him, no, he doesn't really stand quiet and with his head down very often. Um, Well, and what I
0: love is he's only got his toe resting on the pad. It's not even like he was really standing on it.
1: No, no. And that's his preference is actually to rest and kind of let that hip drop. So that's fine. Um, So we bring him back and I think we're going to do one more session with the pads here. But it's also that he also makes a fool of me all the time. Um, You'll see here. I gave him a minute, I think he's okay. And then I decide, okay, well, we're gonna go back to working on the hind legs. And I know that's really what he wants, but he wouldn't stand still. And I had too much winter clothes on to actually see what he was doing. And you'll see in a moment here, pretty much every time I turn my back, he starts yawning. And so he's walking off and I'm like, really? I I know you want this, so what's the deal? So here we go again. So I said, okay, well, maybe you don't want that hind leg. So then I go to the other hind leg. And same thing, you can't really see as much, but he's yawning again. And I'm just.
0: But he's got that leg set up for you, doesn't he?
1: Mm-hmm. And again.
0: We could see just a little bit of a yawn there before he walked yeah. off.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, what's Gibbs? And then I watched the video and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what Gibbs. He's just, he just wanted a little more privacy, I think. So when I wasn't focused on him, then he felt that he was safe to do it. So we just um, work him here. And same thing, he, you know, he just likes to rest that toe and just kind of relax in that position. He's also not a snuggly horse.
0: That, that's that's uh, hard to tell from this video. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I love this horse, but he is the crotchetest old man you'll ever
0: meet. So So the fact that he's engaging and then this behavior here, this, Putting his muzzle into the dirt and nuzzling like that, you know that's a very common thing to see with horses. And um, you know, I was thinking that it was a grazing response, but Sharon Wilsey said something really interesting, and and it reminded me of something that Linda Tellington Jones talks about—that the limbic system, that the emotional center, is the is the lip here. And so, you know, years ago I learned from Linda to do teamwork and to work the upper lip, and then Sharon pointed out that. Maybe they're working their own upper lip. Oh. And I this had like a lot. I, yeah. I see this from a lot. Um, and so I I've, I've started to rethink what you know, what I used to think was a grazing response, maybe actually being maybe a, an emotional response that they're trying to release an emotion by taking mm. their muzzle and because you can clearly see how much arena dirt he's got on his lip there now. Um yeah.
1: And yeah, so that's, that, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's why, you know, it's really helpful, like when I have Sharon watch some of these videos, because it gives me other insights because otherwise, you know, you're, you're stuck with the only thoughts you have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's where um, we start to have some interesting responses. Oh, So he's waking up now.
0: Yeah. Oh interesting combination of the flame and response and a yawn. Yeah. And is there anybody I know that's he's looking in the direction of the door. Was there anybody outside the door? No. And then back to the muzzle in the dirt again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we got a great visual of that, that arena footing on his nose.
1: And then he starts again. Yeah. So what do you
0: make of that? Uh, I can't wait to ask Sharon about this because um, I've already asked Sue permission to show her some of these videos. We just have to make sure I have them. Um, but it, it, this is the same horse that you described to me the other day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've so, met him before. He's interesting. Well, but you described he, that he, he got even more excited the other day, didn't he? He
1: did, yeah, so he kind of went from this to a, a little bit more of an elevated kind of snorty, manly um, invitation, and we kind of ended it. it. It happened right after this part, and I I kind of, you know, dropped the camera for that purpose, but um, yeah, so we kind of had a very emotional response to the surfboard.
0: So, so he's not the first horse that I've seen have uh, get excited. And it's one of the reasons when I do filming, I try to use mares because, <laughs> and it's true. I mean, the boys will often just drop. They'll um, get very relaxed and they'll drop, but we have had um, des- people describing horses getting a little more um, excited, a little more, uh, you know, in his case, you could see where he was doing Such like mixed messages between a little snorty breath, a little flame, and and a yawn. So it almost to me looks like there's a confusion between arousal and relaxation, and then he's kind of uh, you know feeling a bit of both. Um, And we have had people describe stallions that have ejaculated from surefoot. So (laughs) um, uh, I can I know one person in particular contacted me and said you know this my horse this happened with my horse. Um and she had a stallion then,
1: so put that in the brochure.
0: Um, no, but um, it you know, and most of the time with the geldings, they just get relaxed. Uh, But this is, it's an uncommon response, but it is a response that we've seen. So, you know, I always talk about the bell curve and you have the horses that you put on the pads and they're, you know, the first time and they love it. And the horses at the top of the bell curve won't get off. And then you have these funny little outliers, like the one that I had that fell down and went to sleep, the horse that took off, you know, the horse that I couldn't get on the pads and this kind of behavior and this sort of more sexually aroused behavior, um, uh, you know, I'm glad you shut it down because you do have to be careful because I think it was it was watching him it was interesting because he looked a bit confused about are you uh, what are you exactly are you food or are you something else. Um, (laughs) uh, So it's, it's an unusual but not unheard of response. I don't know if anybody else out there if anybody else out there has had any um, experiences with stallions or some some kind of proud geldings. You can pop it in the chat and just let us know. Um, but it's, uh, it, it is interesting. And, I, and I've seen with my horse, Al, um, where he, he will um, relax and you can start to see changes in his loin area. You'll see the muscling there start to shift. Um, some horses will, uh, I, don't, I can't recall. I have to think about the last, I haven't put him on pads in a while. Um, but you'll you'll see horses get somewhat aroused and you'll see sort of an uh, the loin area will get a bit more full, a little more tense. Um um and, and it's associated with them being dropped. So um like I said, I I I tried to film with Al and it was really difficult because <laughs> he would drop and it was like, anybody got a mare that I can use? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it is fascinating and that particular horse uh, I'm really looking forward to showing that to Sharon because you can see sort of this mixed message now you've you've used surefoot with him how many times now quite a bit actually
1: a lot a lot and I haven't had this response before but he's always um been strongly influenced by the pads in fact that's um I was telling Wendy he hadn't this horse um was quite a racehorse and he has 87 starts so he he was um a lifelong uh, racehorse he, he didn't retire until he was 11 and he has kind of that permanent uh, bravado um but he got injured a couple years ago and the injury healed well but I could not put him back to work he just refused he was just too hot he was out of his mind hot you know, like he looked like he was ready to go the races all the time. And um, we decided, you know, and I had put him, you know, I started him back slowly with hand walking and then lunging and, you know, in a very consistent schedule but he never uh, got to a point where I thought he was uh, suitable to be ridden. And I I have access to exercise riders from the racetrack and none of those people would get on him, which gives you an indication what he was like he was just like completely on the muscle and I don't know if if it was my idea or Wendy's but she had mentioned about how to use surefoot um, by the mounting block because I thought if I could get him get on him and and work him a little bit more vigorously that he would settle into the work and that was the only option that we had because I I could the more I lunged him the fitter he got so that was not Mm -hmm. helping. And we pulled out the surefoot pads. I, I tried the first day uh, as part of the lunging session, not really knowing what to expect. And he really, it was like an instant shift. Like he went from from being big and bad to being this school horse. And if, if I would have had him tacked up, I would have got on him right away, but didn't expect that good of a response. And then we did that for a few days and we're able to to then move that to the mounting block and, and be able to get back on them.
0: Awesome. Yeah, moving pads to the mounting block is so helpful. And uh, you bring up a really good point that I think so many horses have difficulty being mounted because they're not well balanced. And then they get blamed for you know, be- misbehaving or not standing. And um, some of the solutions that people have causing the horse to brace more or, you know, just making it really unpleasant to be anywhere else doesn't really solve the the problem, and um, there's been a number of horses where I've used surefoot at the Mounting Block, and what you can see is that they're feeling uh, insecure, Um, maybe that's not the right word, but anxious about it, and You know, you think about when we get on and not everybody gets on in the same way. I I mount in the European style that Linda Tellington Jones taught me, which is to not go straight up, but to um, if this is if this is the horse's back, when I step on, I lay over so that my center is over the withers. And then I just swing my leg over and come upright. But so many people mount, you know, in the very typical pony club kind of straight up and over technique, which When you think about how much pressure that's putting on the opposite side of the withers, when you have the one foot in the stirrup and you're pulling that saddle over, I think that causes a lot of the issues that we see with mounting. Um, But be that as it may, you've got to resolve the anxiety, make the horse feel more comfortable, more stable, able to be squarely secure on his feet to deal with whoever, because, you know, we don't always all mount perfectly um, or always have the, the best Thing to get on from, and of course. Uh, you know, I always recommend using a mounting block whenever possible for a number of reasons. But one of them is you twist your saddle. You know, you twist your saddle and you twist your horse if you keep getting on from the ground on the one side all the time. So, um, but that's so interesting. So when you you just use that at the mounting block, and then you could get on, and then he was a gentleman. No,
1: no, actually, he was. He was quite good. Um, yeah for sure. And then he was able to go back to work and, you know, he's still himself, um, but in a, a much more civilized manner. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Do you
0: know if he was cut late?
1: You know, that was always a question. And, uh, I think I had him tested. his was testosterone level tested before because he is, um, a lot of force and he was, he was okay. Um, I was able to go back on his race records and it looks like he was cut, at at a reasonable time um so I know at least as a four-year-old he was a gelding so um but there there are there was an article I read about him because he was a he's a graded stakes horse so he he had a decent career and there was an article back when he was in Illinois and the trainer had had made a comment about how he has tremendous talent but he's so difficult to be around that they weren't sure you'd make it and I was like oh something's don't really change, but you know, we love him. He's he's pretty,
0: you know, that's the thing is we can peel back the layers of habits that horses have, but there's always the underlying personality, the underlying temperament, I should say. And that's true with people and horses and dogs and cats are cats, (laughs) Um, but you know, and that's one of the things, if you haven't watched Kim Bauer's webinar on, on temperament, um, you know, it's are we looking at the innate temperament of the horse or is there something out of balance that's causing that horse to be showing a different type of temperament? And when you when you solve that, you see the underlying one. And in his case, you know, he's he's clearly a horse of high energy. It'd be interesting. I'm sure he's probably like a fire, maybe some some wood in there. But when you peel it back, you know, he wants to work. It sounds like. Oh, yeah. Couldn't yeah. have survive on the track that long if you didn't want to work. They just don't. Oh, he's a, he's
1: a terror when he's not in work, and you know brutalizes his pasture mates if he doesn't. Ah. Have access or, you know, if he doesn't have a way to let that energy out.
0: Right, right, and that's probably it, it's a question of can you focus that energy in a positive direction? <laughs> yeah, and he's
1: very smart, so you know he kind of uh, raises the bar. You know, he wants you to to be uh, worthy of his attention.
0: Yeah. So um, have you, ha, what else have you been working with? You have, a, I know you have a few more horses
1: there. I might have a few more horses there. Um, there's one that I'm not quite ready to show you yet, but a, another one of those anxious horses who um, is almost too anxious to, to stand on the pads. So I, I did a session with her. Well, I've, I've tried to have sessions with her and it's, she barely pauses long enough to stand on the pad. She's a, anytime she's in her stall, she's stall running, like oh, wow. running, not walking. Um, so I, I had another idea for her to, as a way to to do it in a, an area with her friends or maybe somewhere where she's feeling a little bit more confident. I just haven't had a chance to do that with the, the footing yet. So, so I'm Yeah, I'm no, it's really
0: tough. Do you have, does she have pasture meats Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, that's, she's very attached to her pasture mates. That's part oh. of
0: it. So, so one of the things that I find so interesting is when you um, have a pasture mate that likes the pads is you just let her stand there and like you could put them both in the indoor mm-hmm. and you could just leave her loose and work with her pasture mate and let her observe. And see yes, what me. happens.
1: I did actually try that once um, and she was much more relaxed but she still didn't want to stand. So um, I'm curious how this is going to go. I. There was one day that I had success with her and that was, um, she was colicking. And oh. I added the the physio pad um, and she came out of the colic quite well. And, you know, just one. And we lunged and, and used uh, the physio. That that was the only day that she was interested. But it was interesting now looking back that she was good with it then. And now she's like, hmm, we'll see. So,
0: yeah, no, that's but, very interesting. Um, but working with a group like that, sometimes where we're with a buddy and letting her just watch because, um, and we've had people post this on Facebook on, on our Fans of Surefoot group, where um, you'll be working with an, one horse and the other horse will just keep cro- creeping closer and clo- doesn't want to be on the pads, but can feel the letdown of the horse that is on the pads. So even if she doesn't actually stand on them, if she can start picking up on what is happening to her friend, it'll start having a positive effect. So I wouldn't even worry about trying to put her on, on a any pad for a while, but I would just do several sessions with her friend and let her watch and have some pads of, around because she might even go over and check them out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because she, I think she's going to be a lifelong resident because of her anxiety. How so
0: many lifelong residents. <laughs>
1: uh, or maybe I just
0: know the lifelong because they are there. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, I'm hoping we can be a lot of sure-foot success stories, and then they'll go find homes.
0: Yeah, like at your house. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm full up right now. I got two to take care of and uh, three, three that I take care of and and two that I, I'm hoping to ride. We're gonna see how Alice. We've been doing the CO2 treatment with him now since the fall and we've seen a significant improvement in his feet, so we're really excited about it. Oh. And, um, and Steve Macklin, the, the guy who's been he's been coming and doing the treatments, he's uh, working with some veterinarians and they've seen really positive results for laminitis and wound healing and that sort of thing. So um, it's really very exciting. Uh, uh, you know, new technology that I think has a really definite place in the market for for healing. Um, all right. So does anybody have any questions for Sue on either of these horses? um oh somebody oh sue if you film working with the one horse while the other horse is there somebody'd love to see that that'd be awesome with your lovely arena you have such nice lighting in there too it's nice and bright um sometimes it's hard for me to get good footage and uh, yeah that'd be awesome um because i've done groups i don't know if i can quickly pull up let me just see if i can quickly pull up some uh some photos
1: with yeah some- um- and I know, uh, I was gonna try to add the footage of, uh, I redid, I I'd had another session with Bibi, the one that we had a, we used her video last time. Oh yeah. Um, and she was, she was great. I was able to, um, to do her in the arena instead of um, by the barn and that worked great. It had an interesting response to her where she became very curious about the environment um, so she'd been in the arena at least a dozen times prior, but after using the, using Surefoot,
0: Just she started look at that video in case they didn't see it. Oh, sure. Um, cause I don't know if everybody's seen that while well, I'm trying to find, oops, I've passed fruit yeah. pictures here. I'm on my oh, nope, nope, nope. no, no. No. no, no, no. Today's work.
1: Oh. No, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh yeah, I got I can find it. Yeah. Here we go. Um so this is uh the footage we did of BB and maybe some of you have seen it but uh this is another x-ray source that's on the farm. She's um I believe 11 now, but she's out of work. So she hasn't been doing much and she's been a little bit attached to her friends. So bringing her in and out of the field has been a bit of a challenge. She's uh, very, very athletic and could maybe get a job with the lipos on her. She's that quality of of, uh, airs above ground. Um, So this was her after she had come in and you can see she still is a bit fresh, but definitely manageable. And so we decided to try Surefoot with her for the first time. So this is the first time she's ever seen the pets.
0: And her typical behavior going in and out was to plunge around and rear a bit. And you wouldn't let anybody else handle her, as I recall.
1: Right. Yeah. She, she has a a talent for rearing and leaping at the same time. So she can ah. rear for a good twenty or thirty feet at a time. Like she stays on her hind legs and just kind of hops like a, a rabbit. But she's very polite, and I I really love this mare. She's. she I'm tries trying to remember
0: what that move is actually called. Is that a balloton? Yeah, I was, I don't think it's there is one good. where they they are on their back feet jumping forward. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. not. It's not my favorite. Unfortunately. <laughs> You know
1: She's a good horse. So I'm not really concerned so much, except how is anybody else going to want to take her home?
0: Right.
1: So this, this is I mean, the,
0: the second right. time. Type of athletic ability would be an awesome horse, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Has athleticism needs direction. Um, so this was the second uh, second time on the pad. And you can see even before I put it down, she started to lick and chew. And both times now, she's only still on the pad, maybe. Two three seconds, yeah. and uh, has backed off. But now she's definitely feeling something. So she's uh, she's standing still. You know, she's feeling something. You can see things in you know movement in her eyes, her little lower lips going,
0: and her ears. Just the expression, <laughs> like,
1: uh... yeah. And she checks out the pad again. You know, like what is that thing? But very cute. And already, you know, the silhouette is much different. Her head carriage is nice and low. She's starting to slow down a bit. So now she's actually looking at the pad. And this is something we tried. I mean, she—the uh, antics going to and from the field were going on for at least two months without any improvement. So it's not as if it was just a one-day thing. And
0: um, right, it was a pretty consistent pattern.
1: Hmm. It, it's a little unfair because uh, we have to lead between two pastures with horses in them that are also very playful. So they come and they run at you. But um, so now this is the third time. <laughs> And you can see she's already yawning. Multiple lick and choose there.
0: And so, since this time now, how has she been doing in and out?
1: She's been amazing. We have not had knock on wood one rearing incident since this day. And she's wow. you know, she comes in several times a week. So it's uh, and the. The consistency hasn't changed uh, so it it really has made quite a difference to her and when she's in the barn she's less anxious so before um she likes to she's not so much a weaver but she weaves her head uh as an anxiety and that has really lessened as well
0: and have yeah and she's yawning there have you been yeah. with her again or is it just this one time
1: so i just uh, i tried a second time maybe last week And that was the one we did in the arena. And I had mentioned that she really became curious about everything, even though she had seen the arena before. And then I kind of thought she was getting ready to lay down. She had uh, put her head down um, and just kind of walked around the arena with her head on, with her nose on the ground for at least six or seven minutes and just very, very slow and very, um, very kind of curious. It, again, it wasn't that grazing response, but her nose was was dragging the sand.
0: You know, it, it's interesting because I, I think sometimes horses, uh, like, don't really see their environment. In other words, you know, like, I remember the chestnut uh, racehorse that we had for the workshop and we brought her in and she was like really kind of upset and then we started using Surefoot. And then she went around and she stuck her nose in all the corners and really started investigating her environment. And, and I think that that's the difference is the, is instead of just being there, they're curious about their environment and they're investigating and checking it out and searching it out and seeing, you know, what, what are they looking for or doing? I'm not exactly sure, but horses have a huge sense of smell, um, but it's very different in in the way they do that. And it sounds like that's exactly, she, she like, came into the arena and then thought, well, this is an interesting place to explore rather than I'm just here because you told me to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I usually have different things in the arena, um, like a tarp or other little toys. And usually, you know, she's been in the arena and they've been there, but she's never felt confident enough to explore them. And she went over to the tarp and played with it for five minutes or so.
0: Wow. Um,
1: And, you know, initially I think her response was, a little bit of concern and fear and then she just kept coming back to it until she felt confident
0: how cool is that yeah so so i do if you unshare your screen i do have a a picture of uh of a group hangout if you will (laughs) uh oh yeah let me just move Uh, so so this is in switzerland and we had worked with uh several of the horses if not all of them individually but then it was in the morning and i thought well what if we just go out and just see how uh i know i have a couple you know see what happens if we just work with them in the paddock and so we would just go out and put a different pad under different feet and some of them were more curious and some of them would step off and some of them would wander over to another but you can see that that now you can see like. Several have their eyes closed, like this little blonde one here and this one back here. And in fact, three of them, uh, two of them have their eyes closed, one of them almost closed and one we can't see. So um, that's where you can work in in a herd setting like that and just, uh, yeah, now we've got one, two, three, four with their eyes closed, and then somebody in the back there doing something else. but it's really fun to work with them in a group like that, if you can, it's just it's fascinating and to see how they all kind of start to get into the into the Zen mode, if you will, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah. All right, well, we come to the end of our hour and it's time to do our drawing so I have everybody's names in my bowl that I have entered this week's contest and I'm just stirring it around, I'm gonna grab a name. Oh, Well-Balanced Animals. Well-Balanced Animals, so we'll have to look you up and, and uh, you have won this week's uh, Sherpa Pads free prize. So we'll be in touch with you. Thank you so much for joining. And just remember on um, Sunday, we start week five. It's the last of the individual week contests. And then week six, we do the grand prize. So you have to be entered all five weeks to be eligible for the grand prize. We'll send you more information about that on Facebook. So stay tuned for that. And um, if nobody has any more questions, I wanna thank you so much, Sue, for sharing your horses with us because it's just, its you have such a nice variety and so interesting things and ability to film them, which, you know, We've got, I've got to get my PIVIO working and see if I can't hook that up and, and do something more with that. But I don't have the access to the handy herd quite the way you do right there. So. Well, cool <laughs> I'm sure I will this year. I'm sure I will. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in for another Friday webinar with Wendy. And we'll see you next week. we got Sharon Willsey on the on the first. I think the first is Monday because it's a short month. It's just flown by. So stay tuned. We'll get that posted up on the Murdoch Method shop. If you're not Uh, subscribe to the email uh, at Murdoch method. That's when we, uh, that's the email that we put out every Sunday on all the webinars for the week. So it's a great thing to have that come into your mailbox so you can quickly sign up. Thank you again. Have a great weekend and thank you, Sue. I really appreciate this. It's been really fun. Bye.